The international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. And dear friends, it is Wednesday, it's the midweek, and we're delighted that you've joined us today. We're looking at a series of messages this week that I've entitled, The Winning Ways of Wisdom. And we're going to get to the third one here in just a moment. But uh, let me just remind you of a couple of things here. This is really right on the verge of being National Sword Conference time. Today, we're only 11 days away from the opening of the National Sword of the Lord Conference. That's July 17 through 20 at the Gospelite Baptist Church in Walkertown, North Carolina, Great church, great facilities, and uh, listen, it is so easy to access from so many places along the eastern seaboard and all across mid-America as well. All of the details are on the Sword of the Lord website, and remember, every seat is a free seat. Everybody's a walk-in, no registration fees. We'll look forward to having you with us. Now, let's look today at our text that we're building around here from Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 7 that says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, I've already told you that uh, knowledge is the what, wisdom is the how, and understanding is the why. And these three items, we get a lot out of the book of Proverbs here about getting those things nailed down. Now, I've already told you from uh, chapter 1 of the book of Proverbs, a wise man not only learns and keeps learning, he not only becomes a counselor himself, giving wisdom to those coming after him, but uh, chapter 3 and verse 13 told us that a wise man is a happy man. Now, today we're going to look at chapter 4 and verse 11, where the proverb says this, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. So what is he telling us here? A wise man walks in the right way, in the right path. A wise man does not get off course. A wise man does not head down trails that are really unwise to be on. But instead, he listens to the teacher, the mentor, the counselor, who provides him good instruction, gives him good directions. That counselor says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I've led thee in right paths. And it is so easy because uh, Satan provides options. It's so easy because the world is very persuasive. And uh, many times the culture is beckoning and saying, you know, this is the time you can do this now. You couldn't do it yesteryear, but you can do it now. And they try to encourage you to do wrong things. Sometimes they act as though that uh, they've discovered something new in terms of morality, in terms of uh, philosophy, and really all of those things, they may proclaim them to be new, but they really are as old as the hills themselves because people have been trying things their own way, trying to do things the way they would do it if their flesh had its way, and that's been going on for centuries, and it's been costing for centuries. The consequences have been catastrophic for centuries, but yet they'll try to dress it up, they'll try to develop some new vocabulary, vocabulary. They'll try to make some full-color presentation so that it really, really shines and makes you think that all of the 
old principles, all of the old policies, all of the things that we have done that are solid, it's like, well, we're going to throw those out now. We've discovered that we can do this and we can do that. Well, listen, a wise man doesn't do that. A wise man, according to what we've read here in chapter 4 of the Proverbs, walks in the right path. He gets on track with God and does what the Lord tells him to do. Now, I want you to look at chapter 8 of Proverbs and verse number 1. There, the Bible talks about wisdom crying out and understanding putting forth her voice. Uh, talks about her standing in the top of high places, by the way, in the places of the past. She cries at the gates, cries at the entrance of the city, at the coming in at the doors. All of that, and because there is a message to be heralded, there is truth to be trumpeted, and that is what wisdom does. Wisdom lifts up its voice, and it cries out. Understanding puts forth her voice. Now, what we're looking at there is Wisdom doesn't just take anything and say, oh, it's okay, we'll go with that. No, wisdom wants to be based upon solid truth. Wisdom wants to have the kind of foundation that does not erode when ill winds blow, the kind of foundation that does not erode when the floods of criticism come and it just doesn't wash you away. You know, sometimes it's easy to become intimidated by those things, and whenever you don't have your feet on a solid foundation, you are more likely to find yourself down the trail somewhere where you don't even want to go, where you ought not to go, and wisdom helps to bear you up. Wisdom helps to carry you in the day when trouble comes, in the day when sorrow comes, in the day when hurt is so deep. Wisdom will keep you solid. It'll keep you straight. It'll keep you going. Now, later in that eighth chapter of Proverbs, verses 10 and 11, give us another hint about wisdom. Here's what it says. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. So what's it telling us? Wisdom is better than wealth. It is better than wealth. Now, remember, it's the love of money that gets people into trouble. Money itself is not a bad item. But if you put it in the wrong place in your life, if you let it possess you, then it gets you in trouble. And certainly this passage talks about silver and gold and rubies. And, uh, you know, uh, all of us, I mean, if somebody offered you a bucket of silver or a tub full of uh, gold or a sack full of rubies, I mean, any of that, I mean, you'd uh, thank them for it and you'd be glad to have the wealth. You would be glad. I mean, anybody in their right mind would be glad for that. But I'm telling you, the deal here is it's not that silver's bad or that gold is bad or that rubies are bad. No, not at all. I mean, I'm glad that my wife wears a diamond ring. It tells everybody that, uh, you know, she's taken, she's committed, and that we are married. And uh, I've got a little band of gold on my hand that uh, has got a couple of little uh, tiny diamonds on it. And uh, again, what does that mean? Well, it's a, a standard acknowledgement. It is like a billboard that says, I'm married, and uh, I'm glad to wear that. And I'm proud of the fact that I have a dear wife, and we've been married a long time. And so when I'm out and about, I don't have to carry a billboard. I've just got that wedding ring on. Now, here's the thing, folks. Wisdom and the ability to function wisely is better than having all of this. Again, silver's not bad, gold is not bad, rubies are not bad. And if you have some of it, if you have a lot of it, God bless you for it. 
But at the same time, and by the way, if you have it, it is because God has blessed you, amen? But the deal here is we need to get the right perspective because nothing, according to verse number 11, nothing is comparable to wisdom. Whenever the devil offers you an option and uh, you know that it's coming from him, but you've got the wisdom to stand up to him, you've got the wisdom to say no, you've got the wisdom to back away from an option like that, or if some emissary of the devil— some tempter or some temptress, uh, somebody with a bad deal, somebody that's trying to talk you into doing something crooked. All of those things, they may come at you. They may come at you very persuasively. They may come at you with pressure. They may come at you in full intimidation mode. But when they do, if you are wise, if you have wisdom, you'll look at it and you'll say, no accumulation of silver, no accumulation of gold, no accumulation of diamonds. None of that is comparable. None of that is so valuable that I ought to cast wisdom aside. And it just makes sense and makes the case that needs to be made. Now, let's go further to Proverbs chapter 9. And here again is stated something I've already made the point on, but I want to make it again because it's right here in the text. Verses number 7, 8, and 9 read like this. He that reproves a scorner gives to himself shame, and he that rebukes a wicked man gets himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. So this is telling me that a wise man takes correction and receives instruction. The guy who has got his own mind made up, He's not going to listen to counsel. He's not interested in doing the wise thing. That person is a scorner. That person is somebody that is really going to play the fool. And whenever you start trying to help them, then they're going to turn on you, basically. In fact, you know, there's an old adage, and I've found it to be true in working with a lot of folks who are addicts, a lot of folks who are into alcohol and drugs and other things. Most people, I think it is right to say, you're not going to help them until they want to be helped. Now, that doesn't mean they're pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, but as long as they think that they're right on track, as long as they think they're right where they want to be, you're not going to be able to help them. But whenever they realize that they're in a pit, they realize that they have fallen. They realize that they are out of control. They realize that they are in some deep sin, and that is not where they need to be. And when they're willing to say, yes, I need help, and I want help, and I will listen to that help, then you can be helpful. Then you can do something for them. And that is just the beginning of wisdom with them. And the Bible says here in this passage that a wise man will listen to counsel, and he will be even wiser because he has done so. And it says a just man, talking about somebody who's right with God, he will increase in learning because he pays attention to the source of wisdom. So you and I need to understand here, when people turn away from the things of God, when they look at this book of Proverbs and just say, oh, that's a bunch of just fancy little cliches, and they turn it aside, it's not that. The Bible, this book of Proverbs in particular, is a book of wisdom, 
And I'm telling you, it is the authoritative Word of God, and it is something the Lord gave to us so that we can know the principles of morality, the principles of decency, and all of the great truths that the Lord would have us to live by. These are really rules for our living, and they're not just some little suggestive cliche that maybe would be nice to listen to. And whenever you and I understand that, then we begin to listen, we begin to take that instruction, we begin to take that coaching, and the Bible says that a wise man will take instruction, and he will take correction. Now, let's look at one more here. In chapter 10 of Proverbs, verse number 1 says that a wise man makes a glad father, and a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. What this is telling us is simply this. A wise young person makes happy parents. That is, his parents are going to be happy people because that he's a wise son. But at the same time, he may also himself become a glad parent because he has been a wise son. So it builds one generation upon another. And we see that happen over and over again. The same verse here says that a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. I'm telling you, there's nothing quite so sad as to see a young person, whether it be a son or a daughter, that breaks the heart of their mother. I mean, there's just something about motherhood, and some of you ladies know that. You know that uh, you have a special place in the world, and uh, because you have given birth to children, you are in many, many ways connected to them in a way that nobody else is. And this is the kind of thing that when a child goes foolishly and doesn't follow the course of wisdom, it absolutely breaks the mother's heart. And this passage makes that very, very clear. And to every young person that I'm talking to right now, listen, do the right thing. Do the good thing. Do the wise thing. Make your dad a happy dad. Make your mom a happy mom. And by the way, one of these days down the way when you're married and you have a family, I promise you all All of this will accrue, and it'll accrue well to you, and you too will become a happy parent. The winning ways of wisdom. Now, dear friends, you know that I like to hear from you, and I hope you'll write me a note real soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, dear friends, that is the way it is here from the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries today. I hope that you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Mm